Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Deuce, and to my right, it's all about the... Booyah! What's up? It's your boy, Joe. Bye, bye. And to my other, other right, check the map, and you might find that he's coming straight out of Krakoa. Weighing in at 178 adamantium-filled pounds... Alfonso X Matt Flores. Hello there. Ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast, and we are Nerds Redefined. Thanks for tuning in to this live episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. Today, we're going to be discussing a show that a lot of people liked, and that's going to be Obi Wan. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, gentlemen, let me start off with a general question. Do you guys consider yourself Star Wars fans? Yes, sir. So, Alfonso, what was your uh, your first exposure to Star Wars? Oh, man. So, I don't know, man. I'm like, maybe five or six is my earliest memory of Star Wars. I remember being at a drive-in movie theater in Bullhead City, Arizona, sitting in the back of my mom's car. Actually, it was in El Dorado, and I was in the back of whatever that is, like the bed, like a truck, you know? And okay. uh, we had our little blankets in our chairs and we're sitting there and I just remember my brother like shaking me like, well, you got to see this. Look at it. Oh man, it was awesome. Yeah, so that was, I was hooked as soon as I saw it. And from then on, I'm like throwing ropes on things and swinging from here to there, trying to grab some, you know, someone to go with me, but. <laughs> so let me get this straight, Alfonso. They have lightsabers. Uh, they had guns. They had the force, and the thing you wanted to do was swing on a rope. I wanted to grab Carrie Fisher and swing from a rope and save her. I don't know. Maybe it's Indiana Jones and me. (laughs) Well, I guess I can uh, respect the wanting this, you know, swing on a vine with Carrie Fisher part. So you get a pass, my bro. Uh, Joe, first first exposure to Star Wars. Uh, My mom used to buy me uh, Star Wars toys. So that was pretty much my first exposure. And I vaguely remember watching Star Wars when I was super young. But I remember I watched Empire Strike Back in Okinawa. But the movies were, in that time, it took three years for any American movie to get to Okinawa on 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 the base. And so by the time I watched Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi was already out in the States. And so I remember I watched that, and then we ended up moving back here to the States. And I remember one of my mom's friends had a bootleg copy. See, kids don't understand back in the day. (laughs) It was super illegal. You couldn't stream anything. But you had, like, people with (laughs) those camcorders that were, like, really big that just sit on the shoulder that you would record. And I remember they had recorded uh, Return of the Jedi, and I was like, oh, I need to watch that. 
And he's like, oh, it's, the copy's not good. But, you know, like when you're like, I don't know, man, I think we're maybe 10. You don't care. You're like, oh, I just want to watch it. And I remember I watched Return of the Jedi then. So I was pretty, pretty huge fan, you know, growing up. Yeah, for I me, think I, have, I would have to say for me, um, it was actually like mid-90s when I uh, saw all three of the Star Wars movies. There's like this movie. That, I can't remember the name of the movie theater. It was like uh, Nickelodeon. It was Nickelodeon theaters. And they mm. had like this special, like you could watch all three and have unlimited popcorn. So I sat down and watched mm. all three. Nice. Uh, have unlimited popcorn by the way replica pro wrestling what's up thanks for tuning in to the nerd world order broadcast uh yeah so that was really yeah that wasn't really too much into star wars probably until the force awakens yes i'll admit it until wow. the force awakens yeah yeah just didn't appeal to me um so when you guys were excited about obi-wan i was like man i don't care about no obi-wan uh, but I know you guys were pumped and I didn't understand why. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. The Obi-Wan series. We already discussed episodes uh, one, two, and three. So we're going to be discussing overall what we thought of the entire series. Uh, let's get started with talking about, let's say, some ancillary characters, gentlemen. Uh, the, we'll, we'll just define them as the rebels. They don't, they're not, they don't have any part of the force. Uh, they're not necessarily Inquisitors, and they're not necessarily Sith. They're just people on the sidelines. The Rebels, <laughs> we'll call them. Uh, what'd you guys think of the Rebels in this show? I think they had a pretty good, strong showing. I mean, you know, the people in the street. You had, uh, you had Roken, of course. You know, he, you could tell he's going to be some kind of general later. You know, Ice Cube's son. Nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, him and Obi-Wan, they had some conversations where he's like, you know, they're going to be needy leaders. And he's like, oh, I'm just getting started. So, you know, who knows? He might have his own spinoff. He might show up in, you know, one of the other shows like what Andor. No, Andor was before. Anyways, so, yeah, I, I could see him showing up. You know, he's kind of a big name. I, I really see him uh, popping up here and there. Um, you had uh, Tala Durak. Uh, she was... Uh, she was but she wasn't a moth was she she wasn't a moth she was moth 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 she was just one of the uh the higher ranking people in the uh the empire and she was the one kind of turncoat and she was she saved obi-wan and leia from that guy who was trying to turn him in uh she helped with the underground railroad thing dude that was super sweet um and then of course our favorite haja you know the fake jedi <laughs> uh at first he didn't start off as a rebel but you know after doing his little Jedi parlor tricks that he was doing. And uh, he kind of got recruited because, you know, he had no place else left to go. So they brought him in, they brought him aboard and he's like, I'm down with it. So uh, that's, I, I was, as far as the rebels go, I mean, those are the main three that stood out to me. Uh, I don't know if any, uh, any other stood out to you or what you guys think of those ones. <laughs> when it comes to Roken, uh, he's an interesting character. The problem in general with, um, like, let's say having things that happen in between other things is, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We like him, but how come nobody talks about him later? Which means he's going to have to go Rogue One style, right? Something's going to happen right. to him, you know, or he pops up. What would be really cool is if he pops up later, right? But, okay, this, this is just some fanfic here. He pops up later but he's like 40 years older and he's being played by ice cube. How dope would that be? That would, that would be, be, that would be dope. That would be really dope. 
<laughs> it would be dope. I'm down with that. What I have an issue with is, well, it's not really so much an issue, but everything like in, like if you watch the Rebels, the Rebels, all that stuff takes place around the same time. It's like right in between five years in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the universe is such a big, big place because if you look at um, the Underground Railroad that they had right there, mm-hmm. all those Jedis that escaped and went somewhere, those are like a lot of stories that, because the galaxy is big and the and Empire is everywhere, so you're doing fights no matter where they're at, right. no matter what planet you're on. So there's so many different stories that you could do with the Jedis that did escape as well as um, Ice Cube's son's character. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily have to be in the same vicinity as the current, you know, Star Wars, you know, area where everyone was fighting. He could be somewhere else. And I yeah. think that's how you can create different stories. Thought that was dope. Dahlia, the way she died was just pointless because if I had bombs like that, I'm going to throw it. I'm not going to get shot before I decide to ignite the bomb. Right. So, so for me, I'm like... That didn't make sense. You know, I thought she died pointlessly with her robot. But the robots is pretty good. It's just the beginning stages of what I like about it is like Haja, like nowhere you have any plans to be in the rebels. And through circumstances, that's how rebels all form is a lot of people getting together for a common goal to help each other out and and get rid of uh, the empire. I, I felt like when the rebels escaped um, mm-hmm. on their backup ship, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just didn't feel it, you know? Like, I, I just felt like the whole thing was kind of goofy. Like, Vader can sense like obi-wan but it's like it's like someone's playing like three card monty in vegas right and (laughs) you know they're they're moving around the little cups there and you're like which cup is it man which cup is it right and then Mm -hmm. vader was like it's that cup he was like nah (laughs) flies away i was like how did you not pick the right cup you're darth vader bro his anger (laughs) clouded his judgment bro i was like there was two ships there (laughs) like what <laughs> yeah and it's like you know it's not like kenobi was like you know that is that's his go-to move i know he's gonna do it i mean has he ever seen him do that before i mean i haven't seen a lot of the cartoons but i have seen some I, i've never seen anakin pull that off so how did he know well <laughs> it's interesting because this vader and we'll, we'll get to vader in a little bit i guess i'm jumping ahead but um he just seems a lot more powerful but i'm gonna leave that alone we'll discuss that later but Derek Murray pops in. Hey, Derek, Derek, come, normally Derek's like really positive, right? But here's what he said, because, you know, he's all about the writing and all that. He says it's not good from a narrative standpoint. It's poor execution that desperately tries to cram itself into the canon. But the end makes everything worse. I disagree, Derek. Good moments don't make a good series. Yes, they do. And we need to be willing to admit that a few dope lightsaber battles, that's all you need is Star Wars, Derek. It's Star yeah. Wars. That's what it's about is lightsabers, okay? It's it's not called, like, gun battle wars. It's called mm. Star Wars because they got mm. lightsabers, Derek. That's yep. what it's all about, okay? 
Um, anyway, <laughs> lightsaber battles don't make up for bad story. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's, come on, Derek. Come on, Derek. You know you can make up for some hey. bad writing with a good action scene. Thank you, Marvel. Bro, okay. shout out to Derek. But, you know, and Derek, you know I really ever, ever disagree with Alan. But, bro, <laughs> Kung Fu movies, I've always said this. If it's some good fight scenes in a Kung Fu movie, I could care less about the story. So the ending of that lightsaber the scene more than makes up for that for the whole series for me. You know, I there's there's uh Kevin Smith does a, a podcast with a guy named Mark Bernardin. And Mark Bernardin says, you know, he's he's this really big time uh entertainment weekly uh movie reviewer. He said Star Wars all in all, all the Star Wars movies, they're not great movies. They're they're good movies. They're not great movies, but they have moments. They have these moments that just stand out and may leave you in awe. And that's what you think about all the time. And you can get by with with moments, you know. I, I think I think Star Wars has been really successful with that. I agree with that. I was just completely like awestruck by what Derek had to say. I was like, I was speechless. I was speechless. <laughs> uh, but uh we love you too, Derek. Thanks very much for watching the broadcast, my bro. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, dude, it's it's very rare that Derek uh, does poo-poo on something. Uh, dude, Derek came in just trying to just torpedo. <laughs> trying to torpedo the entire conversation. <laughs> and we had a bot over in YouTube promising, mm. promising us sexy time. I was like, simmer <laughs> down, bot. You're not the droid I'm looking for, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Alfonso, you bring up an excellent point, which is when you look back at Star Wars, like the movies, especially one, two, and three, not the best writing, but episode three made up for it, right? That, one and two, you're like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. But episode three, you're like, dude, I'm in it now. And if you think about it, Derek Murray, <laughs> that's exactly what happened with with obi-wan right because i admit okay i was watching like episode two three and four and i was like okay three and four and i was like dude this is a uh, kind of some hot garbage like this is poorly written uh these action scenes are kind of dumb mm -hmm. um i don't understand what obi-wan is doing with all this force but then that last episode i was like oh my god dude this is this is fire man this is all worth it you guys want to talk about the uh, Jedi since I haven't muted myself for the hundredth time. I want to talk about the Jedi's. <laughs> All right. So with the Jedi's, we got a lineup of uh, Kenobi, right? He's he's our main Jedi. Of course, Anakin's in there somewhat. But um, Luke and Leia, we're going to include them in this point of the conversation as well, just because they are the Jedi's to be, right? The ones who will bring balance to the Force. They're always going to bring balance to this Force. All those Skywalkers, even the stolen Val Valor One Ray. But um, so Kenobi, you know, he starts off, you know, he's he's done, you know, uh, like Joe says, he's ready to be the coach. You know, he's not participating anymore, but he's going to teach Luke eventually how to how to, you know, <laughs> work his lightsaber and whatnot. But then he gets a call from uh, Bell Organa saying, you know, I need some help. Red Hot Chili Pepper stole my daughter. She's just as important as Luke. Come on down. He's like, I can't do it. He's like, you got to do it. He's like, all right. So he went down. So he left Luke behind. Um, and he went to go save Leia. Uh, he started off kind of weak. You know, he, he wasn't really one with the Force, and the Force wasn't one with him anymore. 
but slowly but surely start to build that up again. And apparently all it takes is one hallway battle with a bunch of stormtroopers to remember exactly how to use the horse properly because then he was ready to go. <laughs> what about what do you guys think about that? Here's the th- here's the thing. <laughs> when you, when you rewatch like episode 4, right? Right. And she she goes, "Hey, General Kenobi helped out my dad back in the day." And then they portray little Leia really smart, right? <laughs> Even at the end when she says, "Hey, if I'm going to if I'm going to be in charge, there's a few things I'm going to have to change." Mm-hmm. Someone that's smart like that should remember Kenobi, but that that's the that's the bad thing about making these prequel type series because you have to try your best to fit into the canon, and it's and, and that's where it's tough because Leia would have just said, "Hey Obi Wan, like I need you again." You know what I mean? She wouldn't have said, "Hey, you served my dad in the Clone Wars," because she would have remembered getting kidnapped, and so that's the that's the problem with when you do some prequel stuff like that you run into those issues so i mean when i see that i, I it's kind of tough because at first i'm not gonna lie like like helen's not said this before like no i mean I, we've all had young kids i my kids were small but little kids on screen it just can annoy you and so like the first few episodes you're just like oh my gosh but then i get why they did it but it's 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 to it's to correct i want to say it's to correct the mistake because if you, you know, you have Luke, who's the main, the main hero in the whole Star Wars series, right? Even though Leia did her part, and she's just as powerful as far as like you know running the Senate and uh, being in charge of the Rebels, it doesn't really have a big impact as as Luke does. But with this Obi Wan series, what it does is, is it, is it helps people understand how more how just as, as important Leia is to the movement of the rebels and and, and you know it, she's just as as important as uh, Luke is you know um, I had a thought about that too because I was thinking about that it's like help me Obi-Wan you're my only hope you know and the whole, whole little speech she gave there you know R2 was a little dinged up he could have lost some of the message you know I, I honestly think that if they would have, they really should have given a little where Leia's like, the little Leia was like, you're my only hope. That would have been something I think would have been great because that would have, you know, you'd have show, I know it may seem like lazy writing, but it would have shown that that was kind of her go-to saying for him, you know? But I, what do you think, Luke? I feel like the relationship between Leia and Ben Kenobi was well written but i feel like if you take that relationship and you compare it to what we saw in episodes four five and six mm-hmm. there's somewhat of a disconnect mm-hmm. because i feel like you know this this is this guy who saved her life and she kind of acts like she don't know him in four yeah. five and six you know mm-hmm. Um, so it's a well-written relationship. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is really great, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's touching, but it's almost like it has to stand alone in its mm-hmm. own separate universe for mm-hmm. it to work, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah, I have to agree. It's great writing, great mm-hmm. relationship, but does it connect very well? No, mm. dude. <laughs> Here's the thing, bro. Like 
the writing is so much better as far as like you watching the Obi-Wan series, you realize it looks like Obi-Wan has a better relationship with Leia than he did with Luke. And, you know, yeah, you did well for this Obi-Wan series, but what you did was you make episode four seem foolish. Like I said, like I was telling you, I was telling you guys both, I was rewatching some of these Star Wars movies and the more you watch them, you're just, <laughs> doesn't make sense on a lot of this stuff. Cause I'm like, yeah, I forgot. Leia had literally kissed Luke on the <laughs> on the lips. You know what I mean? To make Han jealous. And then two seconds later, hey, we're brothers and sisters. It's just like, wait, what? You're just going to, like, everyone just forgot about that? Like, how do you forget about that? So it's just stuff like that. Like, I'm a firm believer, bro. They should just reboot it. I think if you reboot 4, 5, and 6, you you can, whatever you make from here, you can tie into 4, 5, and 6. Or scratch it and just start like from the old Republic where it's like Jedi's against Sith, like how they do like in the video game that I used to play. It's just Jedi's against Sith in the beginning. If you create new characters in that time frame, you don't have to worry about the comparisons and fitting this canon with that canon. And that's the problem that Star Wars is running right now. Yeah, the writing is better and and, and we're all happy for these extra series, but to make them connect what they kind of do, there's going to be some things where you just can't fix unless you reboot it or you scratch it and do some different new Star Wars that takes place way before. I'm going to have to agree with our friend, a Facebook user who remains anonymous, hmm. who says no reboots, man. I, as much as I said, I really didn't care for Star Wars when I was a kid because mm-hmm. G.I. Joe. But I feel like there's some things you shouldn't touch, you know? Yeah, I just I I can't get in line with that. Now I do agree. I, I agree, but I disagree. Let me tell let me explain. Yeah, let's get away. If if we create all these continuity errors because we're trying to stick with uh you know four, five, and six, and you know, everything that's built around that and the fake Star Wars and the fake uh Skywalker that comes in episode nine, then by all means, let's just push that aside and move on to something else. But mm-hmm. here's the problem, my bro. Star Wars fans are already toxic, okay? They already hate everything. Bro, do you remember how much people were complaining because they focused too they focused too much on um on Leia and on Rhea? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it Rhea? Is it Rhea? Reva. Reva. There you go. Reva McIntyre. Now I'll never forget it. <laughs> um but anyway. People were complaining about that. Oh my gosh, I didn't tune in to see this. I tuned in to see uh to see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, even though I've been watching them for the past 40 years, bro. You've been watching it for 40 years and you're complaining because they look at something else for five minutes. Shut up, you little toxic Star Wars, uh Star Wars fans. So that's my thing, my bro. That's my thing. Yes, your idea is absolutely correct. Let's go out. Let's go after some new material. Marvel mm-hmm. is writing some some new material. But what are they? But people are going to complain, dude, because Star Wars fans are toxic and lazy. But you're 100 yeah. percent right, dude. Like if you didn't watch Rebels, but it's called um, there's a um, Bridger went into it's the worlds between worlds, and it's kind of like a multiverse. Oh, Not really a multiverse, but you can you can go to and from different times in a period. So like, what you know, like you could go in there and change some history that way, and you know, and make things different. But but like to your point, I think people still probably complain about that. But you could fix a lot of stuff. 
oh yeah, you could totally fix a lot of stuff doing that. I got to back up for a moment because people accept the Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian is basically like a brand new character, right? Yep, that's why. Right. So I think maybe Dave Filoni mm -hmm. um, and, and John Favreau could probably pull off bringing in new characters on the big screen. Yeah, and if you think if you think about it, like, okay, what's what's the biggest complaint with like I'll just use Boba Fett as an example. It's not what we wanted. You waited too long to do it, mm -hmm. right? The the Boba Fett we wanted is Mandalorian. We didn't need Boba Fett because we have Mandalorian now. That's right. what we wanted to see from Boba Fett 30 years ago. Yeah. So so yeah, bro, to your point, I'm backing up. I'm rescinding my previous observation. Mm -hmm. You've convinced me. Yeah. New Star Wars universe headed by Favreau and Filoni. Dude, you could <laughs> reboot with those two dudes and it could do way better. Way better. And then not you could also you know, check it. In that same time period as Luke and Leia, the Empire wasn't just where they were at fighting. They were across the whole galaxy. Yeah. So even though that's where the Emperor is at and you did your damage there, you you can do a story where you had the same type of characters, the same Jedis fighting different battles on different, you know, different planets yeah. with really good generals, you know, or uh, or a, higher than a general, whatever you want to, you know, like maybe a, a, a person that has almost as stature as an emperor, like a, maybe a number one, you know, I'm doing Star Trek, but it's, you know, uh, it, it's, it's something like that where they're fighting them, like Grand Admiral Thawne in the Rebels. Yeah. was huge, especially in the books that I read, too, where I, I personally thought, I can't remember his name, but he wrote, he basically did 7, 8, 9 with Grand Admiral as as the villain. Way better than, than the movies that we watch. Way better. Grand Admiral is such a good character that they brought him into Rebels. That's Dave Filoni yeah. doing his magic. And I think if you had that type of villain, you could do a new Star Wars in a different part of the galaxy. It doesn't have to necessarily... And you don't have to do your reboot. You can just start from scratch. Exactly. Toxic Star fans can't say anything because it'll be like Mandalorian, like you said. And what do they got to compare it to other than other Star Wars movies? Yeah. See, that I agree with you completely because that's that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like they don't need to reboot this. There's an entire galaxy of stars and wars, right? It's, there's many battles in this in this Star Wars, right? So they don't need to reboot everything. They just don't need to focus on the Skywalkers. You know, they don't need to focus on the Palpatines. You know, they are a small piece of what's happening, right? Sure, they blew up the Death Star, but it doesn't mean there's not another Death Star. And Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking you were thinking about. I'm like, there's somebody, and then like you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it, Joe. You know, there's, there, he's not the only one out there. There's others out there. You know, there's, there's other Grand Ad Admirals, you know, Maybe not any other emperors, but those aren't entirely necessary. Yeah, totally. The, the galaxy is big. And you can't say, well, I like this. You know what? <laughs> Talk some fans, Star Wars fans. Bro, just be happy there's so much more Star Wars that you're getting, dude. When I was young, you asked us, when did we fall in love with Star Wars? I never thought that we were going to have this much Star Wars, let alone break off TV shows. You know what I mean? And so it's a good time to be a Star Wars, you know, like that fandom. It's really, it's a good time. And no matter how bad it is, you think it is, just be grateful that we're getting them. 
I remember back in the day, you know, it's like everybody's like, oh, are you Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars or Star Trek? You know, I drew a line in the sand. I was totally Star Wars. They had three movies and a holiday special that nobody really considered. Mm -hmm. Star Trek has a vast history. They have books. They have, there's so much. They have all the different fleets and, and different ships, everything. And I was still, I was still, I, you know, I took the side that I took and I wasn't going to be, a, you know, jump on a bandwagon. I started off liking Star Wars more first. I stayed there and, you know, held out for the long game and eventually got more, you know, was it great? It was I, you know, <laughs> but it's still, you know, it's, it's cool. It, it gives, you know, the, the children, the younger people uh, a chance to relive what we lived through and, you know, see it in a different way. You know, their, their Anakin is, is our Luke. You know what I mean? And no matter how much we hated one, two, and three, those are somebody's first Star Wars. No matter how much we hated, what, seven, eight, nine, those are somebody's first Star Wars. No matter how much we hated Boba Fett. <laughs> and, and everybody loves Mandalorian, so we got no problem with that. You know, over on Facebook, um, folks are making some excellent points. First That's of right. all, you know, talking about the expanded universe, you know, Marvel, I don't know if you'd really consider Marvel an expanded universe probably one of the first if you want to talk about expanded universes then you also have uh you know obviously dc tried an expanded universe horrible dc <laughs> um and then you know sony's also tried expanded universes and you know that's been like hit or miss here or there but there's so much source material to your point alfonso mm -hmm. um and it, it's excellent such an excellent point you know um, you know, one of the Facebook users points out there was the Ewoks and droids uh, cartoons as well. Honestly, you could bring those back and put them on uh, Disney Plus as sort of like something new because they exist. You know, no, I think no. a kid Alfonso, a kid that's the age of Alfonso's son, would probably like to see um, you know, droids or Ewoks mm -hmm. or something like that. So, yeah, excellent point. There is so much source material to use and i feel like star wars is just overlooking it uh replica pro wrestling says as a kid i remember wondering what happened to episode one two and three back in the late 80s and 90s uh so i'm grateful that uh grateful for what we can get so yeah you know to joe's point be grateful bro because mm -hmm. growing up as kids we didn't have anything you know we had mm. ghostbusters one and two Never had a Ghostbusters 3. We had to watch a cartoon, okay? I know it's not exactly related, but we never got mm -hmm. anything finished, you know? That's what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Dude, yeah. dude, we had TV shows where, like, the next season started, you're like, wait, what happened to the other character? The, the main, There's a different main character. Right. It's like, what the hell happened, dude? You know, like, growing up, those TV series, there were, it was like a time skip. Because you remember, remember Airwolf? Yeah. Yeah. You remember, like, dude, the show was dope. And then you don't watch it for a while, you come back, and then what happened to him, dude? He was supposed to go rescue his brother, and now he's flying, and now I'm like, what the heck just happened? And that's how it would happen when we were kids. It would no conclusion. Show gets canceled. There's no ending, nothing. And that was that. <laughs> well, what about when we'd, like, miss an episode or two? And we're like, you know, there was no way to go back and figure out what the heck happened, unless your no, friends yeah. remembered to recorded it, but... Yeah. Yeah, times were hard. Times were hard. <laughs> not so only hard, did we man. have yeah, we didn't not only did we have to walk through the snow in order <laughs> to get in order to get to school, but also yeah. our shows had no continuity. 
<laughs> None. 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 Except Robotech. But that was three different cartoons. All yeah. sewn together. Yeah, I remember I was playing baseball then. I'd come, I'd come home from practice. I'm like, what's this? This ain't Robotech. <laughs> and, then, and then I stopped playing baseball. And then, you know, like you started watching. You're like, ah, oh, okay, it's a time skip. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the Facebook users does point out that the Ghostbusters cartoon was awesome because that's what we had. We made that our Ghostbusters 3, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, That's what we all did. That's Ghostbusters mm -hmm. 3 for us because we just we had to take what we could get. Which Ghostbusters oh, yeah. cartoon? Not the one by Filmation. No, no, no. Not <laughs> no, the one no, by no. Filmation. Okay. There's a there's a really good episode of uh, 10 Things You Should Know that Minty did explaining why that Ghostbusters exists. I remember um, watching that. No. Yeah. So I'll just say this. Uh, that was one of those things where it's like, hey, we have this name. We're just going to use it. You know, that's <laughs> all it was. Yeah. You know, they own the name first. So we don't even count that. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, look who's popping in. Uh, better late than never. What's up, Amanda? Always watching. Thanks very much for watching the Nerd World Order broadcast. We also need to talk those Inquisitors because Reva, not McIntyre, but Reva, um, <laughs> was a really interesting character. She got a little heat online because racism. Um, but I have to say that uh, the Inquisitors really brought a new level to the show I, i'm going to turn it over to you joe because i think you're the most learned on the inquisitors what'd you think of them they were pretty good i like you know i know you you probably dislike a lot of the fast and the furious movies but han like sung got to play like you know the fifth brother i think it was yeah fifth brother and uh i thought that was dope like you barely even you barely even knew it was him and he was simply like oh dude that's han so like that was pretty cool seeing him pretty and, and Inquisitor, and it's like when you watch the Rebels, like you just knew he wasn't gonna die. Apparently, the Inquisitor gets the Grand Inquisitor has like two stomachs, and so that's how he's not able to die. And apparently, Reva can do something Qui Gon didn't do was get stabbed in the stomach and still live. And so <laughs> that's another thing, bro. I'm like, how does she? You know what? The Grand Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor, bro, got two stomachs. I get it, bro. One stomach is probably gone. He's still alive. But Reva, same thing as Qui-Gon, and Qui-Gon's like, he's the chosen one. Train him. Okay. And then he dies. But Reva, oh, no, dude. <laughs> she busted at Eminem. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Reva's back for Anakin. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, come on, bro. Like, But apparently they were supposed to kill it off. But they rewrote it to where she still lives. Is what I'm hearing. Really? That's yeah. interesting. You know, uh, someone points out that they like the connection between the younglings who were killed by Vader and Riva. Um, I think was it Alfonso or Joe? Which one of you pointed that out? Yeah, Alfonso. She's he's like, that's her. You can see it. She got that big helmet on her head. You know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like they telegraphed that one like way too much. Oh well, yeah, dude. With any, with anything, it's so predictable now. They're like, "Hey, let's focus in on this little black girl." It's like we're doing it again. I'm like, oh, "Okay, Alfonso's right. That's Riva." 
So, so did she get the exact same wound last time and then hide underneath the dead body? Or did she just not get hit at all and hide under the dead body? I don't know. You know it doesn't really show it. Right? Yeah. And then, and then no. somehow she was able to just hop off and jump on a spaceship and head down to Tatooine. I mean... Yeah, that's just lazy writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes when you're watching a really good episode where people are using the force to throw rocks at each other, you got to overlook stuff yeah. like that, okay? <laughs> when you're watching the best force slash lightsaber fight in the history of Star Wars, in the complete history, I'm talking the books that only Joe read, I'm talking the comic <laughs> books that only I've read, I'm talking the cartoons that Joe watched for us because he knows I can't sit through anything. I'm talking the movies. That was, without a doubt, the best lightsaber fight in the history of Star Wars. I dare anyone to disagree, Derek Murray. <laughs> why, why, didn't, why didn't Vader, when he was on top, dropping all the rocks on, on Ben Kenobi, say, I got the high ground? Why? Because the writing couldn't be that lazy. Because <laughs> everyone across the multiverse simultaneously thought that in their head. Every <laughs> single person. Everybody yelled out, he's got the high ground. I heard a disturbance in the force. <laughs> <laughs> I said it out loud, I swear. <laughs> so so what did you guys think about that uh, that force fight? Hey, I'm jumping ahead again. I'm so excited to buy Darth Vader. I'm jumping ahead. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, what did you guys think of that fight? Yeah, I'm sorry. The the way they were, everything that every time they showed a lightsaber, the way it illuminated the person's face, gave it so much personality, so much gravity. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was epic. You know, just just pulling out the lightsaber, and then and then I saw something about how, you know, every time the light was on on Ben, it was or Obi Wan, it was it was blue, and then when it was on Vader, it was red. But when Obi Wan cut the helmet in half, you know. It was red while he was talking, and then after a while, when he's like, "It's not your fault, Obi Wan, that I I killed me," you know, then his face turned blue from his reflection, you know, the the light coming off his lightsaber, as if, you know, that was a little bit of the good in him. So I was like, "Oh, that's pretty sweet." But but overall, I mean, the fight was just epic, man. It rocks going everywhere, you know. Just they were doing they're busting moves that you haven't seen before in Star Wars battles, and you're like, "That's some good stuff right there." Right. But what about you, Joe? Yeah, it was um, it was dope to your point. Like the different shades of the blue and the red was pretty dope. Like if you, Ellen hasn't watched Rebels, so um, when Ahsoka fought Darth Vader, yeah, she slashed one side of his mask. I want to say I, I get the which which one was mixed up. It's either the right side or the left side. And again, the same thing. Like Obi Wan and you know, like or not Obi Wan, but um, Anakin's talking to her at the same time Vader is. Like going back, and so she's like, "Well, truly, like she lost her friend, and just the, the, uh, the tears, you know, like that she just lost, like not only her master but her, like her best friend." And then you flash forward, the same thing happened with Obi Wan. He cut one of the sides off, and then he's looking at his best friend in tears, like, "Man, the, you're you're truly gone." And then you flash forward to Luke Skywalker was the only one to actually get take take off the whole mask, as opposed to like half and half, like the other two. And so I thought that was pretty cool. And you, you could just tell, like, from the Ahsoka battle, which takes place after, um, I want to say probably after Obi-Wan, but just through Obi-Wan and, and, and Ahsoka each trying to bring him back, 
is what helped because they both felt like he still has some good in him. And those fights between Vader help the light side still like remain within him to when, uh, when Luke Skywalker does fight him, it's easy for him to say, Hey, look, dude, there's still some good in you. You, you can come back. But it's just funny. Like anyone, he kind of runs the same way, man. They just do mass killings, bro. But, <laughs> hey, you know, they can come back to the light side and everything's good. <laughs> it's like, who cares if they kill millions? It's okay. You know, uh, one of the folks on Facebook points out that the episode three battle is the best. I, up to this point, it was. Because that was also a really good battle. But, you know, I'm just going to have to uh, feel like this one was just on a completely different level. Uh, I feel like it's the first time that the force was used so effectively as a weapon, mm-hmm. you know. And, and yeah. just the the choreography that went into that lightsaber mm-hmm. battle. It's like a back and forth and they're moving and, you know, it feels like they're two skilled fighters. Whereas before I just, have you ever watched like a sword fight and you felt like they were aiming for each other's swords? That's what I always <laughs> feel like when I watch yeah. a lightsaber battle, like right, hit yeah. me, hit my sword here. Yeah, now yeah, I'll spin. Yeah. You have, This mm-hmm. felt like, like if someone like moved a little bit the wrong way, they would have got gaffled by, by that, yeah. uh, by the lightsaber. So yeah. I love this one. Honestly, I had the same thought because it's like in episode three, it was it was a super sweet uh, lightsaber battle. But the problem was Obi-Wan wasn't Obi-Wan. So it was a one-sided fight. You know, he held up a little, he, you know, but it was a one-sided fight. The beauty of, of the final season finale, they were both firing on all cylinders. So they were just, and it was nice. But here's the thing, like, Obi-Wan is dope. If you watch all the fights, he fights the main bosses. And, you know, like, he downplays on how good he is because mm-hmm. he really doesn't go around saying, hey, I'm dope. But he always downplays it. But I'm going to say Obi-Wan kind of tapped into the, like, a Mace Windu gray Jedi kind of thing. Because if you looked, he was doing some things, you know, where he was like, because a Sith will always use trees, rocks to do something to hit you, right? You never, ever, ever see Jedis do that. Jedis do the force where they hit you with the force and they throw you back. Mm -hmm. But they never really use things around you. If you notice, that's what Obi-Wan was doing. You'll never see Jedis put up a bunch of boulders, a bunch of um, uh, boulders right there and throw them at a freaking Sith. They just don't do that. They don't really quick use a brick to trip a Sith Lord, you know what I mean? So like he was borderline great Jedi mode a little bit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like tapping into it, like a Mace Windu type of thing, where if you look at the way Obi-Wan fights, he doesn't fight like that. Wow. In any, in any of the episodes or the, uh, the um, Clone Wars, the cartoons, he doesn't, he doesn't fight like that. He just uses his, his, um, he doesn't, he might use like a little force, you know, hit, but he uses his lightsabers. He really doesn't use the environments shooting at Darth Vader and you know like people were probably upset just because you know like Darth Vader did lose but what people kind of forget is like he does still have some light side in him and even though he wants to fight Obi-Wan and kill him in the back of his not he, he still has some uh, Anakin still trying to fight for you know like hey we don't have to do this kind of where Vader's taking control Vader hasn't really taken control fully yet and fighting Obi-Wan just opens up old wounds 
and just, you know, like, I think him apologizing to him and saying that's his fault. Because, you know, watch me. Let's think about this, bro. You kind of almost blame Obi-Wan because check this out. Like, you know, because we watching the episodes one and two, it's kind of fresh in my mind. <laughs> so, like, he looks as Obi-Wan as his father figure, right? Obi-Wan never saw him that way. Obi-Wan saw him as a as a Padawan. And then when he grew up, he's, he considered him as his, like a friend. Where the whole time Anakin doesn't have any father figure or mother figure, and that's what he's looking for. And I think if like that's what's wrong with the Jedi's, I think if you can't love anybody, you can't be attachment, and they always end up going to the dark side because of that. And so, like, I think if they didn't have that, who knows? Maybe they won't. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't go to the dark side. But you know, if Obi Wan was more of a father figure to him, like he is with Leia. And, and Luke, you know, as they get older, and and Leia when she was young, if he would have did that with, I think that's and probably every time he learned his mistake. But I think if he did that with Anakin growing up, he, you know, like that could have helped divert, you know, Anakin's path because the whole time he's like, he's he's not the father figure, and all he's doing, like if you watch the past episodes, even in Clone Wars and episodes one and two, he's always like, you're not doing this right. You should be doing this. How come you did this? You're not listening to you. You know, it, it, that just fuels someone that's already and, and the Jedi's are just dumb, dude. Like, okay, so they say Jedi's are, are, are stronger than you know, like um Sith, but that's not even the case because the Sith can block who they are and a Jedi can't see that, but the Sith can see all the Jedi's. It's just annoying. <laughs> Yeah, Ahsoka had some pretty good thoughts when she started talking. I mean, uh, I saw some of the the Rebel mm -hmm. stuff, but when she started talking about how like yeah, the Sith suck, <laughs> Jedi kind of suck too. <laughs> but this is this is what I do, and I, the, she's is she a gray Jedi? Is that what she is, or a white Jedi, or what? Is... She um, well, she doesn't technically anything. She just walked away from it. Yeah, and she but she made valid points. So if anybody gets a chance, mm -hmm. go back watch those episodes of uh, of Rebels where they were. Vader and her fight because Joe, as you were talking about uh, the fight scene between Obi Wan and Vader, and how it's something as far as using the force to throw rocks, he never did it before and he's never done it since. Mm -hmm. And I have to ask myself, is that lazy writing? It's like, oh, wow, this is cool, but it's completely out of character, right? That would be like, and then Alan dunks. To save, like, to, to save the Lakers and they win the game. You know I ain't dunking on nobody, right? If you wrote a story where I dunked on someone, Joe would be like, lazy writing, go sit down, right? Because mm. that's never going to happen. So he's never done it for. He's never done it before. He never did it since. It's just completely out of left field. So as much as I love it, it's like, wow, that is just it's some really bad writing because it's completely out of character. But that's if, like, that's what I mean. He's teetering the Grey Jedi. Yeah. I, I know you're trying to hit me with the Grey Jedi comment because I love some Grey Jedis. Like, that's my mm -hmm. thing, right? I consider mm -hmm. myself a Grey Jedi. Like, yeah. I'm going to walk that line. I'm going to try to do right. But, hey, sometimes, sometimes you got to dunk on fools, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, because okay. if he doesn't teeter that line, dude, Vader smashes him. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, I can see your point. I just, you know, I feel like 
if it was addressed, you know, a lot of things you talk about, it's kind of like, you know how people get mad because they do all this fan theories before a movie comes out. And then when it comes out, they're like, nothing happened like I wanted it to, right? Well, this is kind of the opposite. Because <laughs> in order to explain things the way you're like, hey, you know, if he would have just been a father figure to mm -hmm. Anakin, then maybe Anakin didn't go to the dark side. So as you're saying that, I'm thinking to myself, and that's why he treated Luke and Leia the way that he did as more of a father yeah. figure. But I, I fanfic that in my head, right? And then you're like, hey, you know, he'd have probably died if he didn't go gray. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know what? We're filling in those holes ourselves. So I get what you're saying and you're making sense, but mm -hmm. we're not the writers. And we're yeah. making this show better by filling in the blanks for them. <laughs> Can we get the residuals from that then? <laughs> Where's that movie check? <laughs> yes, sir. And then, and keep yeah. in mind too, even Gandalf went gray Jedi. Oh wait, no, he's white. Just like the Millennium Falcon. I was watching that the other night. I'm like, I don't know. It looks gray to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's white. It's off white. <laughs> it looks all right. Hey, before we get too far off topic, because you know we we do stray. Um, you know, I, I do want to talk about. You know, it's funny because after that battle, didn't it seem like the show was over? I'm like, what the heck's going on? So I paused to check it out. We still have 15 minutes left in that show. I'm like, what the heck? So then all of a sudden, Reva shows up bleeding. Well, I guess she's not really bleeding because she'd be a cauterized wound, right? So she she shows up holding her belly taking somebody's water and then she goes and finds uncle Owen and Aunt Baru who are waiting for her like the thugs they are man we never knew they could fight like that you know you know they took out a couple stormtroopers before they got toasted they had to have but uh yeah uh, tell us a little bit about that Joe what do you think I, I think you shouldn't have brought that part up because <laughs> you're you're having an epic fight with Obi-Wan and Vader and then you go to that which was pointless I don't even know why they had that in there I'm just like can can you just go back to what uh, I want to see Obi Five Vader? Because I was just like, bro, I'm not, dude. You're a trained Sith, and you can't take care of <laughs> to an uncle and an auntie. I'm she like, was pretty injured. She was pretty, hey, injured. dude. It doesn't matter, bro. Like you yeah, have a lightsaber and you're getting your butt kicked. It just <laughs> does. To you don't need that in there, man. It's like, well. <laughs> They sit in the writing room and they're like, "Just hey guys, we need to fill maybe two minutes. What's a perfect way, you know, to to make the battle longer? Oh hey, how about we do the Riva fights the uncle and the auntie and Luke runs away? That's an excellent idea. Let's do that. <laughs> it's just come on, man. Like I don't want to, I don't want to see that, bro. You know, somebody was like, he was on Friday Night Lights. He needs more lines. Yeah, it's yeah." I agree. I I was making excuses for that fight in my head <laughs> as I was watching it. Like like Alfonso said, oh, she's injured, which is why, you know, sometimes she's a really good fighter. But, oh, now because she's injured, um, you know, aunt and uncle are just over here, like, handling her, you know? <laughs> and Baru hit her with a left hook, man. I was like, dang, that was worse than that chop that the one chick did on the stormtrooper. <laughs> Bro, like... I, I would have been cool if 
Obi-Wan would have would have made it there before she even attempted to do anything. Right. And they had like a little tiny lightsaber fiend or maybe some dialogue. Mm-hmm. That would have made more sense to me than his bularky lazy writing scene that they yeah. just put together, obviously, because they didn't want to kill her. You know, I did like the way Obi-Wan's like, you know, I'm going to go in. I'm going to give myself up. Well, what about your weapons? I don't need my weapons. I have my weapon, and it was Reva to take out, you know, Vader. And, you know, something more like that would have probably went over a little bit better. Um, but, you know, I'll go on and out, Barui. They don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know how to fight fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Toasty. No, Toasty. <laughs> <laughs> So as we're uh, rounding the corner on the broadcast, gentlemen, uh, there's a sort of a argument out there. Should there be another season? Should they let this stand by itself? What do you guys think? I'll start off with you, X-Man. Do you want to see another season of Obi-Wan? Of course I do. I I want to see three more seasons of Obi-Wan. I want to see him over there hanging out with Tusken Raiders and and doing some of that, you know, that sand uh, artwork that they do, you know. I don't care. I, don't, I want to see. I want to see Womp Rats getting shot. I want to see him seeing R two D two pretending he doesn't know him. I want to see everything. You know, hanging out with with Uncle Owen. You know, sharing a beer, having having some time with Luke. Give him another toy. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Crazy old Ben. I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it could be a bit much, but I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> Joe, go ahead and disagree. <laughs> no, I can I could. I could watch another Obi Wan series. I would be okay. I know people are probably not going to agree with me, but I would be okay if Obi Wan trained Reva. You know what I mean? Like a few episodes, like she comes and he and he train and he trains her how to be a Jedi, a true Jedi. You know, from the Sith. You know, from uh, being a true Jedi instead of being a Sith, I'd be okay with that. But there's so much things he could do. See, that's that's another thing, bro. Just reboot the damn thing, bro. Just have. <laughs> Filoni and John just reboot it, and then you can just do whatever you want from there. You know, one thing that they they did miss out on that we're going to need is one more season because we need to have a reason for Vader to stop looking for Obi-Wan. Because we didn't get that. I think you kind of did because you remember, because at the end, Palpatine was eluding like, so you still have feelings for it. You know what I mean? So to prove like he's given, you know, like he doesn't have, doesn't care about his master because basically Palpatine's like, you're focusing too much on this dude. Mm-hmm. Forget about this dude. If, why are you focusing on this dude? Cause you miss this guy. You, you think he's your master. And so to prove like, I, this is just us making up stuff again, but just to <laughs> prove like him not caring about Ben, just let it go. He's got the Inquisitors. He's got more things to worry about. Because if you remember, he spent a good, and who knows the time gap, but he spent a good amount of time in Rebels. And Rebels comes before this? Yeah, it's kind of like in between, I think it's five years before Return of the Jedi, and it ends ends right when they were on, well, one of the characters was on, um, um, what's the Ewoks world again? I can't remember the name. Endor. Endor. Endor, yeah. I was thinking Andor. Is that the name of the series, Andor? No, Andor's Andor. the guy. No, okay. Um, but yeah, it ends on there where she helps. Because with that, everybody was happy because by that, 
they all became canon into the Star Wars universe with that the last the, the end episode where um the final part was at the end, you know, like on Endor getting ready to help on the last battle. And then after that, like the whole series became canon. Interesting. Uh, you know, gentlemen, I don't need to see another season of Obi-Wan. <laughs> Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I often have this concern that by putting something in the middle of something that's already established, mm -hmm. you're just going to mess it up. Mm -hmm. I thought this went out okay. You know, Joe's, mm -hmm. Joe's pointed out a few, uh, yeah. you know, a few things that are a little bit off. But we can overlook that, you know, we can fanfic it out. <laughs> but I feel like the more we try to insert stuff right in the middle of other stuff, it's just eventually mm -hmm. we're just gonna mess up. And let's face it, let's let's stop a moment and act like no one's listening and be honest. This show was saved by the last episode, okay? Like, yeah, let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> so do we really want to sit through five more episodes of what the heck is this nonsense? Followed by one episode of "Woo!" I'm glad they pulled that off. Mm -hmm. it's my I bread and butter. <laughs> well, well, that's what that's what I mean. You could, if you did a second season with him training Riva, you don't have to worry about that contradicting anything, or you don't have to have anything connect to that. I would say that the toxic fans then ask, well, "Where's Riva? <laughs> How come we never heard of Riva before?" And then we have to go into this whole explanation, which will ultimately not make sense why we never heard of Reva before. The only way you can pull that off is to Rogue One it, okay? Mm -hmm. She's got to die in a blaze of glory in a secret mission, okay? That's it. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, we've got, we still have Andor coming. We have, um, what, Ahsoka what other star isn't there another Star Wars one coming out? Like series or movie? Mm. I don't know. Well, at least we have those two. Oh, well, Bad Badge already happened. Is there something yeah. like that too? Well, but anyways, we still have those two, and, and they can fill in any of those blanks in any of those shows because I mean and, well, Andor's gonna take place before uh Rogue One, right? Because he has to because he's still alive. Mm -hmm. Well, because the Rebels was taken mostly um on Lothar, I think it is. Yeah, Lothar. Like basically, they were fighting around Lothar, like that planet. So I want to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Lothar. But that was around the you know five years, like you know Empire Strikes Back, bro. When they were fighting Jabba the Hutt, they were over there doing their thing. So you could do something like that with Riva. Uh -huh. Where she at? Oh, she's been there the whole time. She doesn't. You don't have like again. They don't necessarily have to be in the same planet system because the galaxy is so big. They can be anywhere. Yeah, I, I can accept that. You know, you can say long, long ago in a galaxy far, <laughs> far away. But far to my away. other, other right, <laughs> that galaxy, <laughs> not that galaxy. Yeah. yeah, they could do that, you know. Easily, like they Why did not? in the what, episode nine, remember, where they went into the outer rim, an uncharted galaxy. They were in the Uncharted Galaxy, and guess who they ran into? Reva. You guys may not know who she is, but there she is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah but I'm going to say that as much as I enjoyed the totality of the show, let's leave it alone, Disney. 
Robert Rodriguez needs to look at this final episode and be like, oh. <laughs> Coming to America, aha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here, gentlemen. Before we go, I just want to give shout outs to the folks who uh, watched and listened live. I guess you got to watch it live. You, you uh-huh. could, uh, I guess you could turn off the screen and just listen. Um, but then you'd miss our charming faces. Can you have a charming face? I don't know. Alfonso has a charming face. Um, <laughs> so shout out to everyone who watched Replica Pro Wrestling, best code name ever. Uh, mm. Then we had Sexbot who offered us the uh, <laughs> naked XYZ cheap sex. Um, so yeah, shout out to Sexbot. Like I said before, Dude. you are not the droid yeah. that I'm looking for. Um, Bro, how many times do you block him? Every time I looked over, I'm like, back again. Back <laughs> again. Was, it was like, just change the name to Reva. That was C3P. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Then we're going to shout out uh, Derek Murray, who yeah. has been on the pa- been on the broadcast several times. Always a pleasure having Derek on. I uh, love reading your Nerdbot articles. Not the same as Sexbot articles, but you might get paid a little more if you uh, started doing this Sexbot articles, Derek. Uh, and then, of course, a few Facebook users popped in there. Thank you to everyone who watches us on Facebook. And if you're not listening and watching live uh you know please listen to us live we normally come on eight o'clock normally for late it's because i'm like pouting about something and then like (laughs) joe and alfonso calm me down (laughs) and then we go on so for suppose to start at eight and it's Mm. like 8 30 8 45 it's because i needed my binky for for a great jedi you really kylo (laughs) winish I'll accept that one. I'll accept that one all day. Maybe I'm a Sith and I never knew it. And of course, we got to thank Amanda for popping on, listening to the broadcast. Loyal, um, you know, thanks, Amanda, for, for always listening to the show. Even if you do arrive like 35, 45 minutes late every time, it's okay. And then you blame YouTube like, oh, my YouTube didn't work right. You see, the way my YouTube is set up is it notifies me once the show is over that you were on. Put it. It could have been. It could have been the McDonald's Wi-Fi. Who knows? <laughs> that, that's not Amanda. That. <laughs> and with that, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. Booyah! <laughs>